This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of valgus extension overload, or pitcher's elbow, from the shoulder and elbow section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Valgus extension overload, also known as pitcher's elbow, is a condition characterized by posteromedial elbow pain related to repetitive microtrauma in throwing athletes. Diagnosis is made clinically with posteromedial elbow pain that worsens with elbow extension and confirmed with radiographs showing osteophyte formation in the posteromedial olecranon fossa. Treatment is usually non-operative with rest, activity modifications, and injections. Operative resection of osteophytes and loose bodies are indicated in pitchers with persistent symptoms. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, as far as demographics, valgus extension overload is seen in the dominant arm of baseball pitchers. Moving on to etiology, the pathophysiology of valgus extension overload is related to repetitive stress of pitching, which leads to excessive shear forces on the medial aspect of the olecranon tip and olecranon fossa, lateral radiocapitellar compression, posterior extension overload, and medial tension at the MCL. Pathologic biomechanics leads to cartilage injury from repetitive impaction of the olecranon into the olecranon fossa, osteochondral lesions of the capitellum, osteophyte formation, specifically posteromedial humerus and olecranon, loose bodies from fragmentation, and the MCL can be attenuated with repetitive strain. Associated conditions with valgus extension overload or pitcher's elbow includes cubital tunnel syndrome, where concurrent cubital tunnel syndrome is seen in approximately 25% of cases. Moving on to the presentation of valgus extension overload, symptoms include pain in the posteromedial elbow with full extension of the elbow. Pain typically occurs in the deceleration phase of a pitch, sometimes during the acceleration phase, and there's also loss of terminal elbow extension. On physical exam, patients may be tender to palpation over the postromedial olecranon, they may have crepitus, pain with forced elbow extension, and flexion contracture. Moving on to imaging, recommended views on radiographs include AP, lateral, and obliques of the elbow. Findings often show osteophyte formation in the postromedial olecranon fossa, loose bodies from fragmentation of the capitellum, possible calcium deposits on the substance of the MCL, and hypertrophy of the humerus, which results in decreased space for articulation of the olecranon process within the fossa. A CT scan shows osseous pathology best, while an MRI is helpful in evaluating associated injuries, including partial-slash-complete MCL tears. Treatment of valgus extension overload can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes NSAIDs, throwing rest, activity modification, and steroid injections, which are indicated as the first line of treatment. Specific non-operative techniques include flexor pronator strengthening and pitching instructions to correct poor technique. Operative options for valgus extension overload include resection of the posteromedial osteophytes, removal of loose bodies, and debridement of chondromalacia. This is indicated for persistent symptoms that fail to improve with non-operative treatment. As far as contraindications, note that MCL insufficiency is a relative contraindication for olecranon debridement alone. As far as the technique for resection of posteromedial osteophytes, removal of loose bodies, and debridement of chondromalacia, this may be done arthroscopic or open. Arthroscopy procedures can include debridement or drilling of chondromalacia, debridement of lateral meniscoid lesions or posterolateral plica, osteophyte excision, and loose body excision. Care must be taken to only remove osteophytes and not normal olecranon, as this may result in a loss of bony restraint and increase the tension in the MCL. Now, let's end this review session talking about some complications, and the ones to know include valgus instability and ulnar nerve damage. 
Valgus instability can be secondary to resection of too much olecranon, which may cause valgus instability. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A 21-year-old minor league pitcher returns to your office with persistent postromedial pain in his throwing elbow that worsens after ball release and follow-through. His exam shows full range of motion and some tenderness to palpation over the olecranon. No crepitus is felt medially, and there is no reproduction of the pain while bending the elbow to 90 degrees and pulling the thumb laterally. The rest of the exam is otherwise unremarkable. PA and lateral radiographs are normal. What is the most likely diagnosis and next best step in treatment? And the choices are 1. Ulnar nerve subluxation and extension splinting. 2. Valgus extension overload and physical therapy incorporating flexor pronator strengthening. 3. Medial ulnar collateral ligament injury and ligament reconstruction using palmaris longus autograft. 4. Posterolateral rotatory instability and LUCL reconstruction using palmaris longus autograft. And 5. Medial ulnar collateral ligament injury, PRP injection, and physical therapy incorporating flexor pronator strengthening. The correct answer to this question is 2. Valgus extension overload and physical therapy incorporating flexor pronator strengthening. So posteromedial elbow pain worse on ball release slash deceleration and tenderness over the posteromedial olecranon is classic for valgus extension overload. The best step in treatment is a period of rest and physical therapy focused on strengthening. To quickly review, valgus extension overload is a common condition seen in high-level throwers due to repetitive extension loading of the ulnohumeral joint during the deceleration phase of throwing, resulting in high stress at the posteromedial olecranon. Laxity of the medial elbow for any reason will result in a compensatory increase of stress in this area and may result in osteophytes or loose body formation. Initial treatment involves a short period of rest from throwing with strengthening exercises of the shoulder, forearm, and kinetic chain. If these fail, intraarticular steroid injections are sometimes performed, yet there is a paucity of data to support this. When non-operative treatment fails, arthroscopic debridement of the osteophyte and or cartilage delamination with removal of any loose bodies can be performed with generally excellent results so long as over-resection is avoided. Dugas reviewed diagnosis and treatment options of this valgus extension overload. Meticulous exams should be performed to differentiate valgus extension overload from medial UCL injuries, ulnar nerve subluxation, ulnar neuritis, and olecranon stress fractures. Oblique radiographs may show osteophyte formation or loose bodies, but often symptoms will precede radiographic findings and history and exam should guide diagnosis. Therapy should focus on strengthening of the flexor pronator mask given its contribution to dynamic elbow valgus stability as well as the shoulder and core muscles. Ahmad and Conway reviewed management of valgus extension overload. Olecranon pathology can range from osteophyte and exostosis formation to postromedial tip stress fractures. If non-surgical means fail, excision of only the osteophyte is indicated. However, caution should be taken for over-resection as iatrogenic medial instability is a common need for second surgery. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, ulnar nerve subluxation and extension splinting is incorrect as ulnar nerve subluxation is palpable during elbow flexion and sometimes leads to neuritis-type symptoms radiating down towards the hand. 
Answer three, medial ulnar collateral ligament injury and ligament reconstruction using Palmaris longest autograft. And answer five, medial ulnar collateral ligament injury, PRP injection, and physical therapy incorporating flexor pronator strengthening are both incorrect as medial ulnar collateral injuries are common among high-level throwers and often produce medial pain during the acceleration phase of throwing. Valgus stress testing at 20 to 30 degrees of flexion and the milking maneuver will also reproduce pain or instability. Finally, answer four, posterolateral rotatory instability and LUCL reconstruction using Palmaris longus autograft are both incorrect as posterolateral rotatory instability is usually due to a traumatic elbow dislocation or iatrogenic injury from a lateral epicondylitis debridement. Lateral pain is common and the chair rise and pivot shift tests will confirm this diagnosis. And moving on to the final question, excessive resection and removing normal olecranon during arthroscopic posterior debridement of an overhead athlete most likely will lead to what pathology when returning to play? And the choices are one, medial epicondylitis, two, valgus elbow instability, three, lateral epicondylitis, four, posterolateral rotatory instability, and five, olecranon stress fracture. The correct answer to this question is two, valgus elbow instability. So excessive resection of the posterior medial olecranon can lead to a valgus instability due to iatrogenic medial ulnar collateral ligament laxity due to repetitive stress. Valgus extension overload and posterior medial impingement typically develop from the repetitive stress placed on the elbow seen in throwers. This is most commonly associated with medial sided laxity and results in the formation of posterior medial olecranon osteophytes due to the mechanical abutment of the olecranon against the humerus. When symptomatic, these osteophytes may be treated with either open or arthroscopic excision. However, removal of excessive bone may compromise the biomechanical stability of the medial collateral ligament, leading to laxity and pain with valgus stress testing. Kamenini et al. performed a biomechanical study and demonstrated a stepwise increase in valgus angulation after resecting the posteromedial olecranon in increments of 3 mm, that is from 0 to 9 mm. The authors recommend that bone removal from the olecranon should be limited only to osteophytes without the removal of normal bone. Ahmad et al. described the valgus extension overload phenomenon upon return to play, noting that surgical treatment should be limited to the resection of osteophytes only. Normal olecranon should not be resected in order to avoid valgus instability. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, medial epicondylitis, answer 3, lateral epicondylitis, answer 4, posterolateral rotatory instability, and 5, olecranon stress fracture are all incorrect, as none of these injury patterns are associated with excessive resection of the posteromedial olecranon and resultant valgus instability. That's all for this review about valgus extension overload or pitcher's elbow. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.